Hey, y'all. It's the NPR Politics Podcast. We are here with a very quick take on last night's GOP caucuses in Nevada. Of course, if you listen to the pundits, we weren't expected to win too much, and now we're winning, winning, winning the country. And soon the country is going to start winning, winning, winning. So Donald Trump has been winning, winning, winning. He won Nevada by double digits. Marco Rubio edged out Ted Cruz for second. We're going to talk a lot more about this later in the week, but just a quick few minutes on it today. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. And I'm Domenico Montanaro, political editor. All right, Domenico, let's keep this to three questions. One, what? <laughs> Two, so what? Three, now what? Okay. We've kind of already done the what. Well, the what is that Donald Trump won his biggest margin of victory so far. 45% of the vote for Donald Trump, 24% Marco Rubio, only 21% for Ted Cruz. People said Donald Trump could not get above 30 percent, mid-30s. People started off saying he couldn't get above a quarter of Republicans. Guess what? He got 45 percent. That is getting very, very close to a winning number. There's no question about it. If he can pull those kinds of margins, he won across the board with uh, every age and demographic group. He even won Latinos last night. So Wait, what? There you go. (laughs) Stop the press. They were 9% of the Republican electorate. They had only been 5% in 2012, and he won them in the mid-40s. Wow. So so what? Does this change things? I mean, Trump's momentum continues. He's had it for a while now. The establishment's uncertainty about what to do about him continues, but like— what will change? This adds to Donald Trump's momentum. You have to realize Donald Trump has now pulled off the remarkable feat of winning and winning big in three of the first four states. No Republican has ever done that and not become the nominee. Wow. So then what does this do to the establishment? They were already kind of in freakout mode. Are they in crazy freakout mode now? I think pretty much they're in, in, in freakout mode. And they've moved from denial to some form of fighting to another form of acceptance. Like some are saying, well, maybe a Trump nominee wouldn't be that bad. Others are saying, no, you know what? There's still a path for Marco Rubio. If he can get through a Super Tuesday, hanging in, uh, winning in a couple of places, coming in second in most of those states, hoping that Ted Cruz loses in his home state of Texas, and then Marco Rubio can win some of those winner-take-all states at the back, including his home state of Florida. Those are a lot of bank shots you got to hit with the pool cue. Okay. So then, does anyone's strategy change after Nevada, post Nevada, because of the results there? I mean, we've seen Rubio kind of try to stay out of the fray with Trump, we've seen Cruz and Trump go at it. Do those big kind of plot lines shift? Well, that's one thing we're going to be looking for at the next debate Thursday night, on whether or not Marco Rubio will actually go after Donald Trump. He has so far said that he's not looking to do that. And a lot of people are questioning whether or not that's a smart strategy. Maybe it is. Maybe that's because he's sticking to this after Super Tuesday strategy. Maybe he's hoping that Ted Cruz and Donald Trump will eat each other and split up their vote. But It's a very difficult thing if he somehow doesn't start knocking off Donald Trump in some of these places. There's going to be a lot of a narrative that starts to be baked in that Donald Trump will be the nominee. We should say that there is still a path. And like we said, it is a bank shot, triple, quadruple bank shot, whatever it is. Uh, We we, you know, there's only a a small, small number of delegates have been allocated at this point. Only five percent of the Republican delegates. It's by no means completely over, but moving. But Donald Trump has the clearest path. 
path at this point. What does the establishment, quote unquote, start to do differently? Where do the where well, does the money's that... got to start going to Marco does... Rubio? I mean, why Rubio? Well, so that's the thing, Marco Rubio or John Kasich. I mean, everyone talks about Rubio. John Kasich didn't even factor in last night because he didn't go to those places. He's hoping for big wins in Michigan and Ohio, where he's the governor. You know, but as long as John Kasich stays in the race, that's peeling off from Marco Rubio. And also, with all this establishment money that has to find its way now post Jeb Bush, that money did not work for Jeb Bush. How right. are they going to make well, it work for Rubio is, or Kasich? The difference is message. I mean, I think okay. That, what's the message now? Well, I think that Jeb Bush had a very difficult time because this looks like a Republican Party that has moved on from the party that elected his father and his brother president. Some people had questions about whether or not Jeb Bush could win in a general election. Other people had questions on whether or not Jeb Bush was Bush enough in a Republican primary. You know, the lesson that Jeb Bush's the people who ran Jeb Bush's super PAC and his campaign thought they had learned was that Mitt Romney in 2012 had never made himself look good in ads. He never he never uh, boosted himself with good biographical ads that took a wall down and let people know that he was a good person. The problem with not doing that was people were able to attack him. What super PACs have been good at and what Romney's super PAC was very good at was tearing people down, but only later in the race. So that's that's the difficult part of this. I mean, I think for Marco Rubio, a lot of what he needs money-wise is not just advertising. Hmm. It's like just getting out the vote. It's it's yeah. being in a lot of those places. Yeah. It's paying for travel. We're talking, you know, a dozen states that vote on Super Tuesday and a whole sl- slew more after that. But we should expect to see more anti-Trump ads, no? Uh, well, eventually, if you're running against somebody mm-hmm. and you want to beat them for that thing that you want to get, you probably have to draw some distinctions. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Domenico. You're welcome. Pleasure as, as always. always. We'll see y'all Friday for our weekly roundup where we'll cover Thursday night's GOP debate. Yes, another debate. Until then, find us on Twitter. Email us. Let us know if you like the show. Our email is nprpolitics at npr.org. And listen to our political coverage on your local public radio station. Thank you for listening to the NPR Politics Podcast. 